Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo, Sheila, and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo, Sheila, and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on Birds with all I know is Zach said he has a game where Shields don't read both 7,000 <laughs> And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. And, and so the yeah, purpose that's of, what of, I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Birds with Friends Sunday night after the Eagles season has come to a drastic halt. The season over after a 31-15 loss to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The season is over. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris here to talk about it, spin things forward a little bit, and, uh, you know, just generally have some nonsense and figure out what is next for the Eagles as they figure out what is next for them uh, across the roster, especially at quarterback, which uh, Zach wrote about, and we can get to that. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Looking forward to this podcast. Uh, it's it's always uh, you know jarring when the season ends. You get used to a certain routine, and then all of a sudden it's it's like all right, this is over. But uh, there's a lot to discuss with this game, and a lot to discuss with the season. The season lasted one week longer than I anticipated, uh, and now uh, I don't think it's hyperbole to say the Eagles are about to embark on the biggest off season in, in, in recent history, at least in my time covering the team. Well, in terms of, in terms of formulating what comes next, not necessarily, I mean, last season was a big off season because they sure. fired their Super Bowl winning head coach. Uh, but yes, a, uh, a sad day for Eagles fans and a good day for uh, wobes everywhere being um, wives Wolves? of Eagles beat writers. Uh, gotcha. Wives of Eagles beat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wives of Eagles beat writers all over the place popping champagne tonight. Um, but uh, Zach, somebody points out in the comments different curtains. I think we need to address the elephant in the room. Uh, we are in, we need uh, to address it now. We can't, we can't do it at the end of the podcast. Now, now, Sheil, uh, first of all, uh, best wishes to Sheil. He's feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, was scheduled to join us tonight. We uh, we hope that he uh, rests and recovers well. He'll be back with us soon. Uh, but I think he would want to start with what what's going on here. Uh, I thought you guys were traveling together. Well, we are traveling together. We were on the same plane together. Uh, you know, we 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 had lunch together at the stadium today. Um, we're not staying at physically the same hotel. Uh, the same hotel. 
I don't think that's a problem. Um, you know, I mean, we've been corresponding throughout the weekend. Uh, this was now, just we were a originally scheduled thing. to stay at the same hotel. Yes. Yeah. You so this is the comparison the I would give. I did. This is the comparison that I would give. Okay. For, for those who understand, you, you, you just backed out. You were too nervous. No, I I sent you a message a few days ago, bringing up the, the logistical. Uh, here, this is how I'll explain it. Okay. If you are in Philadelphia for a game, this the stadium's right by the airport. If you're taking the last flight out the night before the game and the first flight out, or the last flight in the night before the game, first flight out the morning after the game, it would behoove you to stay somewhere within proximity to the stadium and the airport as opposed to in Center City when all you're doing is is resting your head, correct? Uh, so um, I said, let's, let's stay closer to the air, and that's the way Tampa is. Let's stay closer to the airport and the stadium. Um, you wanted to be in in the in the middle of the city. You like That's the thick of it true. all, Harborside, and uh, and so anyways. So that's you did not say let's stay. You what said happened? I'm thinking about changing mine to this for uh, for so and so reasons. I told you the one that you were choosing. I'm 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 looking for a good desk setup here because uh, I'm doing most of my writing <laughs> from the hotel. The the autograph collections. I have not had good success with the desks. I can assure you the desk is fine here. In any event, the Eagles were eliminated from the postseason tonight. Uh, their season is over. We shouldn't be have, talking about hotels. I do have one one follow up actually on something that you you brought up that we took the flight down together. Um, now I have I have never uh, traveled with a celebrity uh, myself as part of an entourage, but I would imagine it felt like it did getting to board the plane with you. Now, you were nice enough uh, boarding in zone four to uh, bring me and John McMullen along with you. Uh, we were zone six. He said, ah, come on with me. A real flex of a move. And as as you get checked, the gate agent goes, young Zach, how you doing? We're going to get a win. He's just popping so hard for seeing Zach Berman come to his gate, get on his plane. It was like it was like you were Vinny Chase. The Eagles um, really played poorly today. Uh, the offense, in, in particular. No, I mean I, I don't know how you how you want me to address that. I hope he he's a subscriber. I hope he he, he watches Birds with Friends. Well, he didn't recognize um, me, but, so I don't think that's. Well, right. if Zach was Vinny I, Chase, then who are you, Bo? I mean, I'm clearly Turtle. <laughs> Uh, but it was look. I I I am grateful for for all of our readers and and listeners. Now, can we get to the regularly scheduled program? Okay, we can uh, we can get to the regularly scheduled program. I mean, the Eagles didn't show up today, so why should we? Why should we talk about them to start? Oh, we have a professional obligation. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to them eventually. But I'm just saying, let's go. Let's okay. let's start with curtain talk. Um, yeah, I mean, this curtain was talk. about as as bad a start as you could have possibly imagined. For all three phases uh, in the beginning of this game, the Eagles give up a, a long touchdown drive to start the game. They go three and out. They get a bad punt. Everything is snowballing, and really, it never got any better. And I think, um, I think, I guess we should start with the quarterback because that is the uh, dominating conversation. It's what you wrote about, uh, rightly so. Um, and I think, as you as you smartly put it. Uh, he played badly in this in this first playoff game of his, and now it's up to the Eagles to decide if he can be the one to deliver their next playoff victory. 
Yes, and and I I try not to overreact to one game, but you know the, the last impression is often a, a lasting impression, and uh, mm, it's the one. one that's going to linger throughout the off season. And he was bad, and he was bad in a way that we've seen him be bad this year. Um, ineffective throwing the ball, whether it it was uh, late on throws or I, I hesitate to say not seeing guys who are open because as as we've discussed, we don't always know all that goes into it. But uh, clearly, when they had ten plays on their first three drives, uh, they did not get into the red zone or score a point until the fourth quarter. Uh, it it was bad, and they had opportunities. There were opportunities there, and so it was it was a a poor performance in an inconsistent season. <laughs> I I do think, objectively speaking, he has exceeded or reached reasonable expectations for this year. Right, he helped bring them to the postseason. Um, he improved as the year went on. He's checked a lot of boxes, but the way that I frame it is, is that the Eagles are not uh, knowing Eagles management. They're not satisfied with a quarterback who can get them to nine wins or 10 wins. I mean, they want a quarterback who gives them a decided advantage in the postseason. Now, that's hard to find, right? I, I mean, there are, are maybe five or ten of those quarterbacks out there, but it's like if you don't have one, you try to figure out how you, how you can get one and or you try to, to develop him, and the Eagles need to figure that out. Well, and I think that this was an interesting uh, case study in you know the, the notion that uh, running teams can't be successful in the playoffs, right? Uh, because Jalen Hurts was, you know, he was in a walking boot after the game, but but on the field, he was more mobile and more a part of the running game than he has been since suffering that high ankle sprain against the Giants. He had eight carries for 39 yards. You know, they called a bunch of plays early on that that were uh, asking him to be the primary runner. Um, the offensive line was without Nate Herbig, but they weren't doing, you know, they, they were fine otherwise. Uh, and this this rushing attack that was so good the second half of the season ran the ball down the throat of the number one ranked run defense on the Saints. Uh, they run for 95 yards on 17 carries. And, uh, you know, Todd Bowles commits to uh, to stopping the run in this game. Nick Sirianni took responsibility afterwards for saying he didn't have good answers for when they knew a run blitz was coming and uh, they tried to get out of it and they did. And it's even those plays were not successful. Um, and it's probably, and it's why, uh, like you said, you, you need Jalen hurts to take another step as a passer uh, in this game. I thought he was uh, too affected by the rush. It seemed early on his eyes were drifting a little bit um, and he was not super comfortable in the pocket. And he finished 23 of 43 for 258 yards, uh, sacked twice, one touchdown, a garbage time touchdown, and two interceptions. Uh, and, you know, he wasn't good enough. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we have talked about the framing here is not like you have to make a decision on is he the quarterback of the future this offseason. You survey the scene, see if there is a, uh, a veteran quarterback who you think is an improvement. Um, and if not, and if there's nobody in the draft, it's very easy to just run it back with Jalen Hurts next year and hope that he takes another leap as he is in the third year of his rookie contract. Um, but, and we also talked about this week, like this game shouldn't. We lost Bo. 
I'm here. I Zach. was wondering if that was me. Okay. Okay. Yep. That was Bo. Um, oh no, he's back now. All right. It, he's <laughs> Seems like the bad wife. I followed him to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he should have stayed at my hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was so focused on the desk, right? right. Um, no. Uh, while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While uh, Bo sorts that out. Um. It is true. Tampa Bay tried to to, to to force Hertz to beat them, and and or and I I do think that there were so many things Hertz could have done better. And Sirianni, look, I'm not letting Sirianni off the hook too because he's he's the play caller, he's the head coach. But when the run, you know, they they need to figure out ways to manufacture touches for Devontae Smith. And I I uh, I made the joke on Twitter, but it it has um, some validity to it. If you think back to week 18, when they just wanted to get Devonte Smith, this record. So like, they force fed Devonte Smith, the ball in the first half, or I'm sorry, in the, in the first quarter, he had four first quarter targets, three catches, I think 61 yards that game, right? Treat, treat this game. Like you're trying to get Devonte Smith, a record, right? Force feed him the ball. There's no reason why there should be 12 pass attempts without Devontae Smith getting a target. So uh, that that befuddled me as it was occurring. And I, I, I thought on third downs, they they need more inspiring plays on, on third downs. So uh, do we have Bo back? Because I, I can, can keep rambling me? here. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, we, we can. Have yep. I don't know how long it'll last, but. I was uh, speaking about the lack of targets for Devontae Smith. I heard, yeah, I, I heard most of I what, made, you, what you were okay. saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, if you're going to say the game plan starts with six and 88, then it can't, it, 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 it needs to involve six. Um, yeah, that, that was, it was ridiculous. That out to me. Yes. Uh, because He's I, gotta be I involved. think too, you're throwing, you're throwing on and, fourth and 10 to Jalen Rager on a, like a, on a one and one, one on one route against their best corner. What are you doing? Did you just want to sustain, like they, they needed to sustain drives. And I was getting in a debate with someone after the game about the defense's performance. And, and I, I know we'll get to that. And certainly I don't want to be a show for the defense, but like from, from my perspective, they held, they forced uh, three and outs on four of the first seven drives. Yes. The offense needs to do something during that period. A hundred percent. I mean, the defense in this, I mean, you know, it's all, it's all working in conjunction with each other. So it's not as easy mm -hmm. as saying, you know, they, they did their job. But in the first seven possessions, when this game was undecided, they did do their job. Like 17 mm -hmm. points, okay, not great, but four three and outs, like that's fine. Against a high powered yes. offense, they did their they did do their job. The offense yes. is what and, like a hundred percent is the culpable party in this in this loss. And and so you wonder if if the play calling was the problem. You wonder if just the players were were there now, and and Hertz wasn't finding them. Uh, Marissa and our our, our listen our, our our viewers and listeners can can help me out here because I did not watch the broadcast. But from my understanding, Troy Aikman was was really getting on Hertz, basically saying like Devontae Smith has 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 one on one coverage. Um, I, I think the quote that I saw going around on social media was that if Michael Irvin had had that coverage, Irvin would have 10 targets. And then I, I also think that he was saying how uh, 
how Hertz was late identifying the guys he was throwing to. These are all issues we've we've talked about this year, right? And and so uh the Michael that, Evans thing we've talked about. <laughs> no, but but uh being late on it, yeah. on on getting the ball to your top guys, uh on what he's seeing. And and I don't wanna I, I was gonna say Monday morning quarterbacking, it's it's Sunday night quarterbacking. I, I don't wanna be one of these guys who who says that guy looks open, throw him the ball because I understand there's so many dynamics involved. But over the course of a game, if you're having if if your first three drives are 10 plays, the only first down is from a penalty, that's a problem, right? If you're yeah, the Bucks had 17 points and the Eagles had 12 yards. Yes. If you're a 50% passer going into the fourth quarter, that's a problem. Um, and I can go on down the list, but there was there was never a point in that game when I felt, all right, Jalen Hurts is going to win it for them here. No. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't uh he backslid in this game. And and um I think you can theorize the reasons why is it because this was the best defense that he's played in a while uh, a defense that was like all in on game planning for him um was it because he was uh like affected by the ankle or just uh i don't know rusty or he, like he just had i mean sometimes you're allowed to just have a bad game like that's that's fair but i think as you yes. wrote he had a he had a bad game on he picked a bad day to have a bad game yes uh you know, you, 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 oh, well, thank you. And you can check out that story on The Athletic and you can subscribe at theathletic.com slash birds with friends, um, which uh, will credit all four of us for, uh, for being Shio as well. Um, you spoke about the defense that they were playing, and I, I looked this up. Hertz played five games a season against opponents that rank in the top half of the league in defensive DVOA, that being the Bucks twice, um, the Saints, the Panthers. And there's one other, uh, there's the one other team. Um, uh, oh, and the 49ers. Yes, that's what I, I'm, I'm, that's what it was. In those five games, 82 of 153, so 53, uh, so 53.6%, 908 yards, so 181.6 yards per game, two touchdowns and four interceptions. Now, he, he did have like five or six touchdowns on the ground in those games, but there's no question about him as, as a runner. We know he's a threat on the ground. What we want to see is how is his progress as a passer. And what that says to you is against these defenses that are near the top of the league, um, he really struggles in those games. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of this is rehashing stuff, and and we've talked about like it gets a little bit exhausting sometimes when like it's just people who have already staked out their position jumping on. Okay, Jalen Hurts sucks; he can never be the guy. He's not a good passer; they have to get rid of him. He has a good game, and it's like Jalen Hurts is the future. Although there's probably yeah. less of that, and it's a it's it's less vocal, um, at least from where I see it. But I mean, this was this was um, the kind of game that would make you if you are Howie Roseman like start to have a wandering eye uh right like can can this guy ever be uh the guy who's going to be a plus for us as you as you said in the playoffs um as a passer mm -hmm. and i think that's what uh that's what next season is going to be all about like he's he's taken leaps in in some areas can he take another leap it's not it's not a crazy thing to 
think could happen. He's still young, um, very young. Uh, players develop, especially at that position, uh, over time. I think that's fine. Uh, but it's like this, it, it, he, he does need to be better than this. That's what like, he was bad. He needs to be better. That was, and that's, that's why the season is over. I mean, he's not, and I, you know, the whole, the whole team is not very good, but. So you wrote that fantastic piece back in 2017 of the Eagles going up from, you know, 12 to two, right. Mm. To get, to get, um, Carson and, but didn't work out like I thought it was in, going to. No, but the big takeaway of of that piece was, and it, this doesn't take rocket science to figure out, but basically, like, you need to get one of these guys. You need to get one of these guys who are playing, in, and it's hard to do, right? It involves scouting, developing. You know, you, you see what the Bills did with Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's first playoff game, by the way, was worse than Hertz's first playoff game. Um, so... So the, the story's not done on, 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 on any of these guys. But, but basically what you try to do is you try to get one of these players that's still standing in the end. And, uh, and you need to be brutally honest. Do you have him? Do you not have him? And how do you get him? And it might be kicking the can down the road. But, look, it's the same conversation that I, I promise you Washington's having right now, the New York Giants is, are that they're having right now. And uh, – well, there's Washington's got a different the, conversation. I mean, they know but, they but, don't but, have the but guy. There's, yeah, but there's far more demand than there is supply. And sure. that's that's kind of the issue in here. Um, but we can save all the Hurts talk for another day. I, I'm, 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 I'm curious, from your perspective, what what play jumped out at you as the most egregious tonight for, for Hurts? That's a good question. Um, I mean, the first interception was, was bad because the game was not over. Like if they score there on that drive, then oh, it could go into yeah, that go into halftime and have a chance to be 17, 14, you know, early in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was like, that was a little bit more understandable because they were down 17, nothing. He was pressing a little bit. Uh, and they're just like, there weren't a lot of opportunities before it was already 14, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, for him to make, I mean, everybody's talking about that the third down where it looked early, Quez, where it looked like he could have hit Quez Watkins. And I hate that we just say like this is a touchdown, like you know, it's like an eighty yard, it'd be like eighty yards. Like maybe he throws it and Quez catches it and gets tackled. Let's not just say touchdown. But um, I have, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen the the uh, all twenty two on that, so it's it's hard for me to say that he missed that guy. Um, to me, it was less about individual plays and more about how frenetic he looked. Um, hmm. He did not have the same poise in the pocket that that he has been building up over the second half of the season. What, what's that? That's a good you? point. Now that uh, I thought the the um, the first interception was yeah, was fair. bad uh, because it, it's the type of thing if if he. He he either he either didn't see the safety or he was what well, he said he was late making the throw, right? And in that, that situation, they were on the twenty, and they were on the twenty-one. I believe it was what second down, and it was it was second and six. I, I, I might have my yardage wrong there, but it was it was second down. They're driving. Um, it's 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 really the first good drive they have all game, 
and you you can't turn it over. You can't turn it over. And and, and so I I thought he was uh he was he was late on it, put it in harm's way, and Devonte was open. So uh, that's that's the one that really jumped out to me. Okay, uh, what did you think about the the coaching, the game plan, the way that they came out on offense? Um, I thought it was pretty underwhelming. I, it seemed like in the beginning I, of this look, game, I, yeah. uh, it was very I much. Kemp was prepared for it. Well, it, it seemed like very much the Bucks were. Excuse me, the Bucks were going like super, super fast on tempo. And the Eagles were taking their sweet time, like to a to an uh, a crazy degree, um, and it seemed like they were trying to slow the game down, you know, limit the possessions in the game, in conjunction with mm-hmm. the way they were playing on defense. And that's fine; it makes sense. You're the underdog; you want you want to invite variance and and have there be fewer possessions. Um, but it was like. It was like they were prioritizing that too much over uh, over just moving the ball. It felt like to me. Yeah, um, I mean, I, look, I, and and you say I, I make a big deal about third downs. I agree, I make a big deal about third downs. Um, but it comes down to it. It comes down to that. In, that in, first in, third in down, of, Dallas Goddard uh, said he yeah. he made a mistake um, on that first third down. That what looked what looked like just a very vanilla read option. Thirty two. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no good decision there. Like if he keeps it and he gets tackled, which he did, but if he yeah. pitched it, it would he got tackled too. It was just, it was well defended. Yeah. So that look, uh, that jumps out to me because you're in, you're in second and three, you know, the first play of the game is a seven yard run. You're in second and three there. You should get a first down when you're in second and three. Right. Um, so what a better second down play and then a, a better third down play. Uh, then the next drive, this is the one you're referring to when you said the pass to Rager, they're in third and nine. Um, and in third and nine, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a actually, no, it was a different one you were talking about with uh, Rager, but this is a short it was pass a to Rager. Time, gets yeah. chewed out. Yeah. Um, so they're forced to punt there. And then the next drive, Jalen gets hurt, or, or I'm sorry, gets gets sacked on on third down. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, third downs, if, if you're going to play the way the Eagles play, you need to move the chains. Well, part of what was so frustrating about this game was, you know, we were talking about we wanted to see what this team could do against a good team. And they play a good team and they looked they were making the exact same mistakes they made in the first half of the season, like when they when they were playing those good teams. And it was this like these these killer offensive penalties on like procedural stuff that they should have no business doing, uh, like the same problems with the passing offense the same vanilla-ness on defense on certain drives. It was like uh, it was like the second half of the season hadn't happened, and it, it was like a, uh, a full-on uh, supporting argument for the people who say that like they only are in the playoffs because of the very easy teams that they played, and there, there was no tangible improvement by the team over the course of the second half of the season. Yeah, no, I, I hear you there. I, I mean, I think that they beat the Saints decidedly, and and now I know the Saints are playing with with Trevor Simeon that day, but that was a good defense. And they beat Denver on the road. All right, those are two Excuse wins me. that I say. All right, I thought I thought this was a pro Trevor Simeon podcast. <laughs> I believe true, you made me true, true. aware of that. Yes, true, true, true. Um, but 
yeah, those are the two. Uh, those are the two games where I say, all right, I believe in in what they're doing, and, and you can only play the teams that are on your schedule during the back half. But you are correct that they did revert in in into some of the mistakes they made early on. And look, the the bottom line too is is the reason why the Bucks are the two seed and then the defending champs is they're a better team, right? The reason they were eight and a half point favorites is because they were supposed to do this to the Eagles, right? They were they they have the the better roster. They have the you know they're good on the line of scrimmage. They have the they have the best quarterback to ever play football. So I don't know. About just look that. at it let's, overall. I mean, let's. Let's calm down with Seven that. Seven Super Bowls. Is, okay. All right. They have, they have the advantage at quarterback. Um, I think that's, that's fair to say. Uh, so, yeah. When you, and uh, and we're probably shifting to the play that I, I, I thought ended the game, too. But when you are playing those types of games, you can't get in your own way, right? So, uh, 17 nothing, and... I didn't love the punt that they had, but they punt it. The defense forces a three and out. They're getting the ball back in 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 really good field position. And Jalen Rager, who was struggling throughout the day, muffs the Just punt. Just unbelievable. Like inexcusable in any situation, but right there, like that, that's the game. They they could have had some juice, right? Yeah. Like you said the defense was making stops. I think the fumble was at the 48. It, it was that. Uh, so in that case there, you're getting the ball back. Um, you know, and in, he had looked like he the, was the struggling to catch games. punts earlier in the game. I mean, he always exactly. has. I, He's I never think, fielded punts well, but I, go ahead. Yeah, I think I, I think Ted Gwynn wrote uh, that too, that um, – that you know they need to figure out what they're doing here because mm. he looked indecisive, and I get it, right? I get you it. You got to give your you got to give your Dave not... line. Oh yeah, well, yeah. So I, I I think that probably deserves more context. Um, this is why I I don't like rattling tweets off in, in games because I feel like I need to do second, third, fourth. Uh, I kept asking Fip last year, why aren't you having Rager? And I still stand by the fact that they should have had Rager out there last year because they needed juice. But but basically, you know, FIP explained it as diplomatically as he could without throwing Rager under the bus um, on non on any return that didn't really have a return opportunity. They just trusted that Ward could make a catch, mm. make a decision, right? And like the, the the first part of catching a punt is catching a punt, right? <laughs> Uh, and, and so, um, I, so, and so what I said is I spent weeks asking Dave Fipp about this and, 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 and Fipp knew more than I did. And he was right. Now I, I still think going back to last year, uh, you know, they could have used more juice in the return game and, and Rager provides that. What I don't get barely. is barely. Yeah. What, like the player that is on the field right now is not the player that we saw returning punts at TCU. Like, it, I don't know if it's a... I don't, he, he, had that, he had that return against the Packers last year. Um, I remember I arguing about this some... with Shield that I didn't think that he had open field juice. Okay. Uh, and, okay. like, I, he was not impressive as an, as an open field returner. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't bury the guy. I, I think I only had him, like, a couple spots below, uh, but below you and Shield did, but... Um, 
I don't know. He's. Uh, do you think it's over? Wait a second. Wait, him? wait a second. Wait a second. No, she you was the highest Rager above me. She, you had Rager above me. I did? Yes. Uh, you, okay. you, there can't be faux revisionist history there. I, I was the lowest. Okay. Oh, I'm going to pull this up. Utah. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Shield's going to have me clip off something from uh, a you, spot. You slipped well, that Shield in Well, Shield was there, the highest. We as know if, that. Yeah, you slipped that in there. Okay, here we okay. go. Um, yeah, people I in the chat want to know. What you guys made of the exchange Rager had with Devontae Smith on the sideline. I'm so not I only sure saw, I only saw, saw it, this once but, or twice, um, yeah. but I don't know what the context was. Okay. Do you, uh, that, I did not see that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. I mean, it um, strikes me like I, just their personalities that um, Devontae Smith is a guy who is good at football and likes other guys who are good at football. And so he's probably annoyed by Jalen Rager. So, Bo, Bo, I love you, man, but I got to call you out here, okay? Okay. You made it seem like, you. first off, you made it seem like Shield's so high on this guy, and then <laughs> and then me next, and you, like, barely knew him, okay? No, I did you not say that. You said you were the lowest on him. You and Shield were almost identical with him, okay? In our rankings of the top 10 for, for draft options, Shield had him fourth. You had him fifth. Okay. okay, he was your fifth receiver. He was Shields' fourth. That's that's like interchangeable. There, he was my seventh. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know how you go from give us from, the whole give well, us the whole ranking. I I can definitely do that. I got the I got this list here. Okay. So uh, this is you. Jerry this is you Judy. accounting for all family business as you close out your your year <laughs> of victories on Birds with Friends. Jerry Judy. Bo had one. I had one, Shield had one. CD Lamb. Bo had two, I had two, Shield had three. Henry Ruggs. Uh, unfortunate <laughs> here, but uh Bo had three, I had three, Shield had two. Justin Jefferson. Bo had four, I had five, Shield had six. Okay, so oh, well, I was the highest on Justin Jefferson there. then. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Good That's work the there. one that matters. Jalen Rager. Bo had five, I had seven, Shield had four. LaVisca Chenault. Now, this is this was my guy. Bo yeah. had nine. I had four. Shield had seven. Okay, so T you love LaVisca Chenault. T. Higgins, who I also love. Bo had eight. I had six. Shield had eight. K.J. Hamler. Bo had seven. I had mm. ten. Shield had five. A Penn State bias mm, right yeah. there. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Bo had six. I had nine. Shield had nine. And Denzel yeah, I was the Williams. highest on Ayuk. I loved Ayuk. Bo had yeah, Bo had 10, I had 8, Shield had 10. Okay. I mean, there's wins There's wins for both of us in there. That's really just a bad list for Shield. <laughs> Shield is yeah. going to be so proud of Zach for doing this, though. Like, he does. He probably won't care about his list. Well, just the way Bo framed that was... I'm sorry, yeah. I, I didn't mean that. I don't, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't doing that on purpose. I just have a bad memory. <laughs> probably think, it, think no higher of myself. No I, I tend there. to remember the things that I was right about. But yeah, Not hey, you were right on. Uh, you were you were definitely right on Quez Watkins. You 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 called that one. You liked that one. And Quez is a player. Like you watch, you saw today. Quez get open gets open downfield. If if you just watch the team and, and and you said who was the first round pick and who was the sixth round pick, like hundred times out of hundred, you would think Quez is, was the first rounder and and Rager was well, the so first rounder. Two questions. One, do you think right. do you think Jalen Rager is on the team next year? 
Uh, I'm gonna say no. I but think I, agree. I don't know what you're. I don't think they're gonna cut him. I think you try to do a, a you know, your trade. You, a, a, I don't you know. trade your underachiever for their underachiever. I said the same thing about Andre Dillard though, and I was proved wrong there. But yeah, I don't know. But like he was a he was a negative player almost. You know, I in, think in it's that, I think it's over. Like the fan base is it has is gonna have no patience for him. He's not even like. He's not even like J.J. Ortega Whiteside where he could be reliable in a role. Like he's out there muffing mm-hmm. punts. Like he's he's out there loafing yeah. on routes, like not not finishing things and like pouting and then mm-hmm. like retweeting praise after the game. I don't know. It's like it's just a tough situation. Yes. I mean, I feel yeah, I, I feel like I part of me like I do feel bad for him, but it's it's just he's got to go. I feel like I think it's one of those things. If, if another team has a corner. That you know they're that they drafted high and 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 they're cold on that on that corner. You exchange Rager for that player, so you're change a scenery guy for their change a scenery guy, and and you hope that works. I see. I I see. Bo is uh is yeah he's um, frozen frozen again. here. So <laughs> I'll just give a little quick context on the Rager punt. Um, they had uh so they were gonna put Greg or they would have considered putting Greg Ward back there. After Rager muffed it, not before, but after Rager muffed it, but Ward had back spasms, so he was out for the game, and they didn't really have another uh, punt returner there. They have other guys like uh, Gainwell and Devontae Smith, who are out there during you know drills sometimes, but really it's it's the the two top guys are, are Rager and Greg Ward. Uh, Jason Huntley, as we know, was inact it was inactive for the game. Can you see me and hear me? We can. Yeah. Oh, okay. We can. It's a good uh, thing you're other... downtown, Bo. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it has nothing to, that has nothing to do. Zach's with... on fire. <laughs> What's going on here? I had a good desk. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> uh, it's also part of the Hurts conversation is like wasting Devontae Smith and even like a, a guy like Quez Watkins. Um, those guys are getting open. They need the ball, and if Jalen Hurts can't get them the ball, that's that's an important part of the of the uh, calculation. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and it it's. I, I don't like the expression because it's it's kind of hackneyed at at this point. But you you want your quarterback being like the point guard back there. You know, he he has to distribute. He has to he has to get everyone their touches, and uh, in particular, you have to feed your hot hand. And your high hand should be Devontae, and it should be Dallas Goddard, and and he can also make other guys better, right? Like you watch, um, you know, I I I was watching that Chiefs game as as we were as we waited to come on. I don't know if if Pringle's a good receiver or not, but Pringle's probably gonna get paid this year because Patrick Mahomes makes him a be, a better receiver, right? It's incumbent upon the quarterback to also lift up the wide receiver as opposed to the other way around. Okay. I was going to make a Pringle joke, and, and I, I couldn't think of a good one. Uh, should we go over super sarcasting, Zach? Sure. Sheil. Well, of course, we had Sheil had no punts for either team officially net a prime number of positive or negative yards. I had at least one punt for either team does. And on Aaron Sipas's second punt of the day, or no, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, I believe it was the Bucks' first punt of the day. They had a 31-yarder. 
Fair caught by Jalen Rager. So I hit that. That's one for me. She'll uh, does not miss. I do not believe the uh, ball ever hit the Bucks logo uh, while in play. Am I correct on that, Marissa? I didn't think so, but I couldn't like you when don't you get sent every, a, you, you don't you get sent the full a, view. I could put Michael on it with the all twenty two. I didn't understand end. you. You sent us a, something in Slack like you don't oh have my to. God, pick, oh, the no freaking way was, was the Kerrigan sack. <laughs> Oh, the Kerrigan set. Okay. Yeah, that's the same, um, the same Mike, equivalency. <laughs> I, I just want to say, Michael's a legitimate NFL player. You don't need to have him going through all 22 to see if a ball hit. I'm the, sorry. Uh, hit, hit the logo. He, it's his offseason. He's got time. Yes, he's got a lot of time. And now I get to assign him tasks every day that like I need help with because it's not my offseason yet. Like I still got a lot of pods going on. So... I can add that to his task list tomorrow. How's he doing? How's he doing on wedding prep, Marissa? Um, not great. He had a task this morning that he like told me he accomplished, and it was like so proud of himself. He had an email our travel woman that Bo recommended. Mm, big fan. And of her. he's like, you know, all day like I'm so productive, everything. And I go into our wedding email, and I'm like, I don't see the email you sent, and he d- did not actually send the oh, email. No. So yeah, not going great on Michael getting tasks done. I'm on. I'm on Michael's side. Tomorrow. This is, his first, this is yeah. his first weekend off since yeah. since August, right? Let him. Yeah. Uh, Although you know, him. it's hard for him to watch. He he hates watching. You know, he wants to be out there. Classic football guy, but he did get to watch it with our my cousin's uh, little four month old son today. So that was nice. pretty cute. Um, so it was a different football experience. For football Sunday, four month old Sunday uh, concussion uncle. What? So I'm asking him to run the cut. ball. <laughs> yeah, run the ball. Um, he was teaching him all the plays, you know. Um, nice. But uh, and yeah, so when so. he's and so when he's watching on TV, is he watching the ball or is he watching the line of scrimmage? He's watching the offensive lineman, one hundred percent. Yeah. I want to know what he thought of Sua. Uh, well, I I'm I not sure did okay. Uh, he might be watching right now because he did text me, Task Man. <laughs> That's what he was calling himself, the task man. Yet he couldn't accomplish any of his tasks. So (laughs) there's always tomorrow. But yeah, I'll I'll let him know if he weighs in on. He did ask me who was in because he was like, that's not her big. So Hmm. um, he did spot it early, but I'm not sure his uh, thoughts on it. Oh, so we should Uh, um, wait. We should mention, too. uh, I'm I'm sorry. I know we're in swooper discussion, but. When we said Herbig's not out there, we should we should just uh, we'll get reset this a bit. Okay, okay, we'll get to it. Uh, she, so she, she, she yeah, starting yeah. Well, we, yeah. we gotta we gotta we gotta close it okay. out. Uh, Shield okay. goes zero uh, for three. He also had the winner of this. Oh no, sorry, he goes one for three. He had the winner of this item has more turkeys left over at the end of the game than there are total turnovers. He had ten turkeys left over, so he hits that one for Shield. I had uh, hit my prime number punt. I had the exactly one of the following two things happen. Uh, Jared Maiden is active, and the Eagles run at least uh, two plays in which two offensive linemen pull. Hit that. Jared Maiden wasn't active. And then I did not hit the uh, fewer points scored than turkeys spent on this bid. I had four. Obviously, there were more points than that. And uh, I'll get to the press conferences in a sec. Zach had the uh, players with the initials JH combined for at least five touchdowns, sacks, or TFLs, uh, or official kickoff returns. You did not hit that. You did get your 21 turkeys on the game is played Sunday at 1 p.m. 
Uh, you, I believe you did not hit the Bruce Arians one. You got one fourth down that he uh, punted on. I got to look that up. I got to look that up. I think that might be the case. It's possible you hit this. Uh, okay. And in which case we would have tied. And then you, you did not get the uh, turnover battle, explosive play battle, win the game. So I think I won, um, which is why I did not do anything crazy during the press conferences uh, to get Nick Sirianni to say Bo or Zach. Um, I think I won, in which case Zach is still the winner. If we tied, Zach is still the winner. So congratulations, Zach, on a super sorecasting victory. Thank you. You know, after after my performance a year ago, I, I felt it was important to improve. And uh, I, I think that's important to keep in mind with the subjects that we're discussing is that you can always improve during the offseason if, if you're committed to doing so. Among the uh, different games that you've won, which one are you most proudest of? Uh, I would say the uh, the season over-unders. Spread your wings because, and fly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I I take pride, I take a lot of pride in my knowledge of the NFL, and uh, I think mm. that's that. I mean, you dusted the senior game. national reporter. Is that what you're trying to say? You're coming well, for his job? No, 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 no. That's not at all what I am trying to say. That's that's not what I'm hearing I'm say, between the lines. No, that's that's not at all what I'm trying to say. But I I uh, <laughs> no I I I try to be privy to what's going on uh, on all teams, especially I I know more about the teams going into the season than during the season, just because I don't get to watch every team during the season, but during the off season, like, like going into the year, I, I know every team's uh, the top of their depth charts at, at least and uh, their off season moves, their drafts. So I think I have a good gauge of the teams going into the year. Anyways, we don't need to talk about what I think anymore. Let's, let's talk. You, so you think you're, you think you have a better pulse on the league than shield. That's not at all what I'm entering, entering the season, entering the season. No, I, I, I'm, I mean, no. that's how it played out. That is how it bore out. No, you literally asked me, which one do you, are you most proud of? Yeah. And, I said and you that pointed one. to the one also, that makes you better at your I should job actually than someone give, else. Apparently. I should, no, I should actually give a, the, the, the real answer. The season over unders has real tangible value in this world. Like I could go <laughs> onto my bet MGM app if I wanted to and then do season over unders. I can't bet on super sorecasting. I can't bet on yet. Yes. <laughs> yet, yet. We're going to work on a yeah. deal with bet MGM this off season. Can you imagine? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. 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 There Prop we go. Bets. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we can get to the, the actually uh, pertinent information uh, that you were talking about before. Nate Herbig doesn't play, but more importantly, Josh mm -hmm. Sweat, who was listed as questionable with uh, an illness heading into this game. The Eagles sent out um, a note about 90 minutes prior to the game that said, on Tuesday night, Josh Sweat was admitted to the hospital. He underwent an emergency procedure due to the severity of the matter. The doctors addressed a life-threatening situation. In the following days, Josh and our medical team did everything possible to help him to return to play. He improved every day but it was determined by the doctors today that he was not quite ready. The fact that Josh came so close to playing is a credit to his toughness and our medical staff. Well, so I, I mean, I'm happy to hear Josh is okay, right? Life-threatening uh, situation. You never want to hear that. When we asked Sirianni about this on Friday, uh, he said he had a little abdominal pain, which... <laughs> makes me worry about what a lot of abdominal pain would be <laughs> but uh yeah it's a little bit um it's a little bit gross 
the the handling of calling it life threatening, but also downplaying it and just listing it as questionable. He's fine, like illness. Yes. Like, which one is it? Yes. I know you're playing the games, yeah, uh, and there's some gamesmanship. But if it was really that serious, treat it like it was really that serious. Yeah, but yeah, no, I right. I I, don't I agree. I agree. I mean, like I I. I don't want to speak out of turn here because I, I don't have all the details and I'll be working on, on getting more details here. But, um, and he, he, look, he, he, he did make the trip. We saw him on the sideline. Uh, I don't know how close he was to playing or not, but you know, if you have a, a, a life threatening procedure addressed on a Tuesday night, I mean, I gotta think, Gamesmanship is right. the least of your concern. I mean, at least, point. at least, at least a doubtful designation. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like, like by the way, guys. At least this guy, he's okay. Don't worry. You know, he's 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 back at the facility. He had a procedure the other. Night. It's it's like you're you're really worried about the subterfuge there. Am I using the word correctly? Yeah. Um, and uh, so that part of it was. Yeah, but look, I again, I don't know all the details, and I understand there's also privacy at at at, at play. Like you know, Josh might not want totally. some of these details put out there. Totally, I I I get that. I had interpreted their expression on, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, their statement on on uh, Friday to be like, oh yeah, this is nothing like to worry about. You know, he he had a little abdominal pain. He's back in the building. He's questionable to play. And then once inactives come out, you explain that, that he had a procedure done. Um, but in any event, uh, the most important thing is that he's 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 better now. He traveled, and uh, I, I mean this goes beyond football. And in, in, in that respect, uh, what did you make of the uh, section in the Bucks end zone for Pinions Minions? <laughs> I thought that. Uh, I, I think I think Bo's minions. There's there's probably more Bo's minions than Pinion's minions. I would hope so, Mister Foot, as I call him. Uh, okay, I don't know. I mean, there's like we don't need to get into like big picture offseason stuff, right? Because we've got uh, the entire six months to, to talk about that, yes. all of that yes. stuff. Um, so I don't know what else. What else should we should we discuss? No, no. So it's 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 kind of funny you you bring that up because oh, like, I have one uh, other thing. Go ahead. Wait, there, there's a uh, very few like um, professional pet peeves that, or like pet peeves in terms of stuff that people ask you, um, that that I have. But the one that I, I I will admit I do have is is when people are like, so what do you do, you know, when when they're not playing? And <laughs> it's like, like that's that's the bulk of our year, right? Is right. is uh, you know, that's between free agency, the draft roster building roster decisions um you still have like, a job like, in the off season yeah like. yeah exactly um and and the way i always frame it is is that like like sometimes the least valuable that i am to our audience is uh is those three hours when the game's going on because like at that point i see the same thing you do right um it's everything that happens before after and then during the week and during the off season when we really try to provide value to our, our, our readers. So, uh, 
as I've been saying, this is a huge offseason in that they have three first-round picks, more cap flexibility than, than last year, some major decisions, um, uh, some all-time Eagles that uh, you know could be uh, facing big questions about uh, their career or the team has questions on them. You know, Rodney McLeod, by the way, he like, like he's a, I, I know we always talk about Jason Kelsey. Rodney McLeod has been here for a, a long time. He's been a good player. We don't know if he's going to be back. Um, Derek Barnett uh, has been here for five years, recovered the fumble of, on, on one of the biggest plays in franchise history. I really doubt he's going to be back. Um, Brandon Brooks has, has been a really good player for Brandon this team. Brooks. I don't know if he's going to be back. Uh, so we can go on down the list. There are, um, you know, there are Jalen Rager a lot of players here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are a, a lot of fascinating decisions that the Eagles have. Ryan Kerrigan and one of the all-time playoff performances in Eagles history. He might not be back. How about uh, Shields tweet? You all, you know, uh, the a, a big CTC day for him. Yeah. Yep. Exactly With everyone watching right. a sack and yeah. a half. Yeah. He's a hundred percent correct. Uh, did you see the end of the Cowboys game, Zach? I saw it. Um, I was in the press box writing, and I saw it on the TV, like muted. So I, I, I like. I feel like this made this like not that bad to pay for Eagles fans. The way that the Cowboys lost that game. You think so? There was Is a lot of it? comments like that in the chat that said it was disappointing, but hey, at least the Cowboys. I mean, that lost was insane. Too. They tried to run the ball. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And then they tried to blame the umpire, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, um, that's part of the calculation you have to make is that the umpire has yeah. to run up and, and spot the ball. Also, the you need to give the ball to the umpire in that case. Don't yeah. leave it like for him for him, him to go chase it down. They know the rules. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that... that I mean, and, that, and that really Shanahan, like, me. turtling too. Like, both teams deserve to lose that game, but... I don't know. I... I I I like Shanahan more than than uh, you seem to. He coaches like a wiener. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, he's he's he, the whole good. him and McVeigh are they in in game like they're these like these like uh, revered offensive geniuses. They don't trust their offenses. They coach so scared. Both of them. It's pathetic. <laughs> All right, we'll save that for uh, Super Bowl week, right? It is uh, pathetic. <laughs> But uh, how about D'Amico? So many punts. I mean, D'Amico, D'Amico's so good looking. <laughs> D'Amico Ryan's needs to get job interviews this offseason. Like he's he's a good coach. He's, yeah, he's as People Magazine for sexiest man of the year. <laughs> this this does D'Amico realize this that. that I, he knows how I, good looking I, he is. I I I think I've told the story on the pod. Um, but I will repeat it here, uh, again, that one of my funniest moments of 2021 was, uh, when we were having our meeting with our boss before the 49ers game. All right. With our, with, with our editor, Adam and the Tuesday meeting, and I'm going through some storylines and, uh, and I'm saying, yeah, you know, there's a lot of Eagles, uh, Niners connections and Bo's like, yeah, Zach, uh, you should write about this really good looking coach or something like that <laughs> or, or something like that. Or, or you, and, uh, I did not know what to do with it. So <laughs> that, that encapsulates. I mean, like that. I just call it like I see it. I think we, I think we're, we all know what's going on. 
All right, this is way too much time spent talking about um, D'Amico's looks. He should be a head coach, though. Uh, there's probably uh, maybe there's a correlation between, uh, you know, Bill Belichick is a smoke show. I mean, look at how look what he's done. Uh, so, what's ahead for the Eagles? We will speak this week to well, we'll speak to a handful of players in the next twenty four to forty eight hours. Uh, we'll speak to Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman this week. I don't anticipate that being Monday, but, but we, we will speak to them. And uh, and again, there's there's a lot there's a lot of big decisions and big stories coming up for the Eagles. I'm trying to think. Who do you think is who? Who would you say is the last handsome coach to win a Super Bowl? <laughs> Let's just think about. it. I mean, you know, Bruce Arians is getting up there. Uh, you know, Belichick. Uh, Andy, I don't know. Maybe there's an inverse correlation. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a good looking dude. That's that's a good one. Dougie P. People say, oh, that's interesting. He does have a great head of, head of lettuce. <laughs> Doug will appreciate you guys saying that. <laughs> I, I think that's something Doug will. Yeah, I think that. I, I think Doug would actually appreciate this Doug, conversation. Yeah. You think Doug I think, is going is going to bat for him being the most recent? <laughs> I just think Doug would He's listening. That. He's listening to the pod. He's going me, me, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doug's, Doug's sitting there preparing for one of his interviews. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Me, yeah. Doug Peterson. I'm right yeah. here. Bo has taken this over. <laughs> um, anything else here? Do you think Doug what was it like for you? People want to know the chat if you think he's going to get a job. I think he will. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard from, uh, I've heard from some, I'm from some writers in some other markets right now that their teams are are really impressed with Doug. I mean, we'll see, right? I, I, I don't know though how. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious the staff Doug will put together too. That that's gonna be a big question. I'm, he... I'm really fascinated to see what kind of staff he would put together. Yeah. yeah, does he just try to like like bring the band back together, and you can pick his defensive coordinator, or does he have like like a heavyweight staff lined up? You know, you. I, I read these. Uh, How Dan shocked Prince would you be if he brought if he got Schwartz back? <laughs> I, I I would not expect that. <laughs> But uh, you know, I I see how like Dan Quinn, while he's been coordinating, you know this this really good defense in Dallas. I I read these stories that he's put together this like this this great staff for if and when he becomes a head coach. I'm I'm curious if if Doug's been doing that too. If Doug's been making the calls during the past few months, saying you know when I get a job, will you come be my DC? Will you? Mm. So, oh, maybe he can get a uh, maybe he can get a Fangio or a Zimmer. I don't think he's gonna get a Zimmer. Uh, so maybe a Patrick Graham. There you go. That's a, he. I, I I like Patrick Graham. Did you know he went to Yale? And you love um, him. Of course, you love him. What was it like for you being in? I mean, getting the chance to see Tom Brady in person again. It's pretty special. Like like when you see the great ones. You know what? I I am not. I I don't like view him that way. I was the Super Bowl felt more like that. Um, this game was like such a, such a blowout, such a non like close game. There was not a lot of juice to it. He's also, it's not like the most like, um, athletically impressive performance, you know? 
<laughs> Although it is interesting what you don't see on TV that you do get to see in person when Bray's on the field is uh, the direct line um, of fluids being pumped into his body from the sideline that carry onto the field with him that he that he no, carries you don't everywhere. See, you see how 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 tuned in he is. When he's on the side, you know, I mean, you, you see what he's doing to prepare his body before, during the game. I mean, the injections why, he takes on the sideline. There's a reason why the great ones are great. Drugs. And now, do you enjoy a Tampa? Uh, I wouldn't say that I got to see much of a Tampa. You got to see downtown. I enjoy. Not really. I mean, I went like to the to the. <laughs> to the bar downstairs uh, outside to watch the game because I couldn't get the CVS, CBS in my hotel room. So, like, I uh, I mean, well, I, I guess we can flesh this out on the podcast here. <laughs> Why were you so insistent on staying downtown if you weren't leaving your hotel? I wasn't insistent you... on it. I just – I booked it right away because I just – I wanted to book a, a, yes. a nicer Marriott uh, because I was, I, w- I was trusting that it would have a good desk situation. I had no idea where it was relative to the stadium. So uh, you get a text the other night with someone explaining to you the proximity. And... Yeah, but that is work for me to have to change the hotel. I don't have time to do that. <laughs> I just, it seems. Who's got so, time for that? Well, so, so to put this in perspective, okay. And you also didn't airport. say, you didn't really say like, we should change our hotels. It was more like. Hey, listen, I'm oh, thinking no. of changing my hotel. I was, you're, free, I, you're, you're, you're free to join if you want to, but I'm probably going to do this. I didn't want to put the burden on you. I was presenting. I gave a presenting <laughs> argument for why, and I, I, for, for why we should be closer <laughs> to the airport and closer to the stadium. So, how long was your commute? Where are you staying in, a, in, a, in an airport hangar? No, I actually they have an airport hotel here that I wanted to get into. That was beyond our price range, but out of out of curiosity, it took you because uh, I I I know Tampa fairly well. I've been here quite a bit for work. Where you're staying is about 15, 20 minutes from the airport, correct? And yeah, about that's fine. And about 15, 20 minutes to the stadium. Yeah, those okay? are those are not like uh, so, prohibitive time frames. No, so if it was so like my, half an hour, forty minutes, okay. Wait, so I'm, I'm all, just saying this comes so, out in the wash. So you you drove from the airport to the hotel. 20 minutes sitting in Tampa Bay lightning traffic, probably no, no traffic way. at all. Okay. Uh, then you're there. Then you drive 20 minutes back toward the airport to go to the game. Then you drive 20 minutes back to the hotel after the game. Then tomorrow morning in about four hours, you're going to have to get in an Uber to the airport so again. Ten more minutes of sleep than me. Why wouldn't you just all be in the, in the same proximity, right? It, it just like, I, I get if you're spending the day, in Tampa, you're walking around. You want to be downtown, but from a logistical perspective, it makes no sense. If because you're not I was already anchored to this hotel, I had made, I had, I had booked it. Okay, if you it's, had presented this argument before we booked, I would have booked wherever you booked. But I had already, I had, I, I got, I got to go through the process of changing hotels. No way. It's Who's an, got time for that? It's an easy process. Number one, and number two. If, if you leave the logistical part, I, I've been to all these cities. If you leave the logistical part up to me, I can tell you this is the best place to stay. This is the best place to stay. I'm just saying something to think about for the future. It doesn't look like that great of a place. Plus, <laughs> now we got to get into the real thing. 
are your neighbors understanding what you're saying on this podcast? <laughs> and how was your night last night? What kind of what kind of evening did you have? So, all right. So I'll, I'll say this. This is where I'm staying. It's it, it's it's actually it's a beautiful hotel. It's it's a nice hotel. It's new. I like new hotels. It's a, you know, and uh, it's on the water. But of all the hotels that I've stayed at in my career, it has the the thinnest walls or like the uh, uh, you can hear through the vent. I'm not quite sure what it, but um, the, the, the person on the other side can hear this entire podcast. Doesn't have to have to log on to YouTube. They can, they can probably hear me talk and I can hear their conversations as well. So their conversations you could hear <laughs> their conversations I can hear. Yes. And so here's the thing, Zach, if the goal of this whole process and these logistics was to, uh, was to make sure that we got enough sleep and you were able to maximize the sleep. It doesn't sound like you nor your neighbors are getting much sleep. Oh, I can promise you if, 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 if I show you my sleep app here, um, I, I, I had a real good night's sleep last night. Can you say the same for the people in the, uh, on the other side of the wall? <laughs> I can't attest for them. No. <laughs> Did you hear any? Did you hear any uh, Belichick Saban uh, coaching tape going on? Um, no, there was no Belichick Saban coaching tape. Okay, so you 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 desperately want me to stay at your hotel, which is turns out is oh. just a sex den with paper thin walls. <laughs> it's no, I I don't. I, I'm not helping on us staying at the same hotel. Like I, I have said, we can say, I mean, we're, we spend a lot of time together. We talk every day. We don't need to be in the same hotel, especially if, if, if you're just eating in the hotel, it's not that big a deal. Uh, I was just pointing out that from a logistical perspective, it made more sense to stay where I am staying, but this, this is way too much conversation for, uh, for, uh, for this topic. It's 1222. I can't wait for Cheryl to hear all of this. <laughs> all right, I will close it out. Um, so, Eagle season is finished. They 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 went nine and eight. They made the postseason. This bordello uh, is only they, five minutes from the airport. They 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 lost um, thirty one to fifteen. And we will be back on Tuesday night uh, with senior national writer Shio Kapadia. Um, I certainly hope none of this conversation tonight affects either of our jobs. Um, but <laughs> we think. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I will say earnestly, thanks for hanging with us this this whole uh, season for these post game pods. I we are our first our first post game pod game when we were in. Uh, in separate rooms in Atlanta. I'm sorry. Well, always separate rooms, separate hotels when we were in Atlanta and it ends in separate hotels in Tampa. And uh, we'll see what happens uh, come next season. But until then we will have all your coverage throughout the off season. And we'll probably have uh, w probably one pod this week uh, after we talk to uh, presumably Howie and uh, Nick and Maybe two pods if, if uh, news happens, but otherwise we'll be we'll be back at some point with Shield. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for the sickos for joining us in the chat. 
Uh, best uh, best wishes to Shield. Uh, sending our love to Elijah and for everybody and Zach, Marissa, and myself. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, we love you. But not in the way that the people next to Zach's room love and love each other. It's platonic. <laughs>